Hey guys, good to see you. I'm glad you guys have decided to join me uh, in the middle of the day. Usually I don't do this in the middle of the day, but I, I am. I decided why not um, give it a shot. See if people will show up. See if people will want to uh, talk in the middle of the day. It does happen sometimes. Plus, today is my birthday, so I thought maybe I would uh, decide to uh, shift uh, this to the daytime so that at night I can spend some time with my family, friends, things like that, do some of those things. So I want to talk to you about the show, The Sharp Way in general. The thing I really want to bring up is The Sharp Way is going to be very different. It's different because it's going to be interactive, which most of these shows aren't. Many of them have guests or they have uh, two guys talking, which is great. But if you've seen what I've done in the past, I've spent most of my time doing things off the cuff. Uh, when I campaign, I campaign the entire campaign with no notes, just taking things off the cuff, taking questions off the cuff, and I want to keep doing that. I want to keep doing things off the cuff so that people know that what they're getting is me. What they're getting is the truth. What they're getting is honesty. That's why I want to do it that way. I want real talk with real issues and real concerns. Well, I'm not against the two guys talking to the guests, and I will sometimes have two guys talking and sometimes have a guest. I'll also have people calling in. I'll also have people typing in. I want this to be far more interactive than the other things that are often done or the things you often see me do, where it's just me talking to a crowd or me talking to you. Now it's us going together, and also it allows you to kind of control more of the flow, right? When you're calling in, you control more of the flow, which means kind of anything can happen which should give it more of an excitement, which should give it more of a, a realistic feeling to it. It should make it a much, much better show. That's the hope behind it. That's why it should be special. That's why I hope you'll enjoy it. That's why I hope you'll watch it and share it and help it grow. But there's something else here. When most people talk, whether it's politics or whether it's business or personal, whatever it is, it is rare they talk about actual issues. Most of the time they talk about platitudes or things up here. If you ever watch a politician talk, they always talk about, we gotta do this and we gotta do that. But they never talk about how or how it affects or anything like that. I was the only guy talking about that. I will keep talking about that. When it's personal issues, people say things like, well, he's a bad guy or she's a bad person or things like that. They won't tell you, how's that actually going to affect the people around you? And what are you actually trying to achieve? When it comes to business, they'll say things like, you gotta make more money or something like that, or you know, be yourself or whatever they say. But they won't give you actual details into what it actually means to make that happen. What it actually means to be a business owner. They won't talk to you about things like that. I will. And if you've seen me do it, you know I do it often. It's what I do. I'm not afraid to think on any idea, any topic, business, personal, politics, culture, doesn't matter. I'll take all of it on because I want us to be happy. I want us to respect each other and love each other and to be better as humans, as, as Americans, as New Yorkers, as whatever, as just people. That's what I'm trying to achieve. And I think you often don't see that. You see people simply taking a side and fighting, people preaching to the choir, people yelling back and forth and doing all those types of things, right? Sandra asked, you know, can, can we have uh, Deborah Altman and Richard Dell discuss mandates? Yes. That's exactly what I'm talking about, things like that. I won't just say things like, mandate's bad, which they are, 
But that's not good enough, right? We need to talk about how they actually affect people. And something else though, something to remember, the people, the average person who believes in state mandates is not a bad person. The people who are putting them in, some of them are bad people. But the average person who believes in state mandates is not a bad person. That person honestly believes that this is the right thing for them and for you. The average person believes that. So let's try to talk to an average person and get them to understand how wrong mandates are. And we can't do that by going, you're an idiot. That's not gonna work. We can do that by having a conversation, showing them some respect, say, I get why you think that, awesome. Can we have a conversation now and talk about what's actually best for all of us? What's actually the best answer? And we can move a lot of those people. Again, some of the people at the top, we're not gonna turn them. They just want power. I get that. Some of those people are bad people. Some are just lost. That's fine. But can we ask you the average person to believe? Yes, we can absolutely do that. We can talk and make that happen. So Sandra, yes, of course I would have that happen. Of course I'd want that to happen because that's part of the goal, right? If, if the show can be a catalyst for any positive or real change, if the show can be a springboard for someone like Deborah Altman, or Rich Patel to shift up and to do bigger, better, greater things. Yes, I'm happy for it to be that because what we often lacked and I lacked was having some form of press. And the advantage of this kind of press is since I have a team behind me, we can take this press, we can chop it up and give it back to those people, right? So if Deborah comes on my show, I hope she does, and we talk about these things, we can chop up pieces and give it to her and she can use it so that she can, you know, help build her own brand help build whatever the case may be, right? I'm totally fine with that. Rich is running office. He can go up there and help build his brand too. Good luck, Rich. Hope you do that. That'd be amazing. James asks, is it going to be a live stream show or a Joe Rowan, uh, Ro I assume he means Joe Rogan style podcast format? It's going to be both. It will be live streamed. Absolutely. The, the hope is, we, and the reason why I'm not running that show today, I was hoping to run that show today and I couldn't, it's my birthday, so I was hoping I'd run on my birthday as a birthday present to me. For those of you who said happy birthday, thank you so much, I appreciate it. Um, the goal was, if at all possible, to have it run uh, today. We couldn't do it, we couldn't get all the data, and we couldn't get all the equipment all set up to make it happen. But yes, I want to live stream the show so I can take live phone calls and live emails, live texts, and just like this, right? Live messengers, just like this, to answer questions, to talk, to go back and forth, to create conversation right then and there. Literally, someone calls up and says, hey, Larry, I want this. Hey, Larry, I want that. Let's talk about that. But it will be live, but it will be streamed, and it'll be similar to Joe Rogan's style, right? You'll see it. You'll see us interact. You'll see it happen. It'll give you a desire or a, a, a want to be there live, but you can always listen to it as a podcast on your own or watch it as a podcast. In, in our best case scenario, it will stream live on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram TV, and hopefully coming up here, LinkedIn Live. If it will stream on all of those, now we're rocking and rolling. So that's the goal, James, we're trying to achieve. It is something, it's a, it's a big attempt to do something different, right? There are a lot of podcasts out there, bazillions of them. But again, most of them are the two people talking or someone and a guest. I want to make this a radio show online, interactive online desire for you to watch it live online on all formats, whatever you want, and rewatch, rewatch, and cut it up and chip it up 
and give it to those people so that they can grow on their own, right? Little pieces they can use. I'm hoping that will happen too. So I want all of those things to happen. Um, so yeah, and not just that, off the cuff to me is what I'm finding more and more, particularly with the younger viewers, but older viewers are also getting there. They're getting tired of the soundbite. They actually want longer conversations. They want to be able to talk to somebody and actually have an actual answer and see where they stand. And I'm hoping this will be able to do that. So thank you for that, that question. All right. Yes, Joe Rogan, Schultz, I had a feeling. Yes, of course. So um, Susan, uh, hey, Susan, good talking to you. Uh, my oldest and dear friend needs a kidney. Long story, uh, several donor candidates have been disqualified due to meeting a high criteria. I want to effectively market on Facebook. and want to know if you were me, what would you do? Ah, yes. Look, Susan, to be clear, um, social media is an amazing way to get people to care. It really is. Um, I, whatever you do, if you can use a picture, uh, maybe you and your friend hugging or something like to show that you care about this person and it's a real person. Some to remember in general, statistics are wonderful, but if they're not connected to uh, an analogy or connected to, I'm sorry, an anecdote, not connected to an anecdote that makes it real, statistics kind of bounce off people's heads, just bounces off. You know, I want you to help poor kids in this country. Show me a poor kid in that country. And I'll go, oh, you know what? I care about that kid. So Susan, I would ask you, if you're gonna try to get that, either have a picture of maybe you and her together doing something fun, hugging, maybe even your, your you know, a, a picture when you guys were kids in kindergarten, if you, ha if you happen to have that picture. That'd be amazing, something like that. That'll get people to actually, oh, what is that? If you can do a video of her and you talking about her problem, you know, making it very human so people can feel a connection, that will help also. And then do the best you can to promote it and ask people to share it. Generally speaking, you see me do it always. I ask people for two things. Some people are in a position that they can give money and some people aren't. I've been in both. So I understand sometimes you just don't have the cash to spare. So if someone needs to give cash, tell them, hey, if you can give cash, if you're in that world and you're in a position to give cash, give cash if that's where you are. Please, we love it, here's where you give. If you can't give cash, give me some form of time. And what does that mean? Clicking like, sharing, telling people, so give people two options when you post this online. Hey, if you can give cash, here's how you give cash. If you can, if you're not in that spot, no worries. Here's how you can help also. Can you share it? Can you like it? Can you do this other thing, right? Can you ask other people? Can you ask two people? So do that and ask people to share it. As a general rule, Susan, people wanna help. As a general rule, there's exceptions obviously, but people usually wanna help. If they care about you and you show that, very often people will either click it to like it, share it, or they'll give if they can. And if they know someone who actually give a kidney, they might actually show, you know, hey, you, you, you were talking about helping, here we go, whatever the case may be. So Susan, I hope that was helpful. But whatever you do, use a picture of you and your friend or a video of you and your friend talking about her problem. Then give people two different things to do, somehow giving money if that's appropriate, that may not be appropriate, I don't know if it is, and then second, what else to do? Like this, care about this, share, insert thing here. I hope that was helpful. So um, you should get on LRN. Ah, I think we're gonna be on Anchor, I think is where we're going. I think we're going to Anchor. Uh, I've been on Free Talk Live like two or three times. Hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll jump on me too. I appreciate that, thank you. So yes, um, what Santa bought me. Look, this is very funny, Luke. I'm, I'm odd, as I get older, I'm 51 today, by the way, guys. That's how old I am today. Um, as I get older for my, for my, for my birthdays, 
I just want to be left alone. That's pretty much, that's pretty much my birthday gift. Just leave me alone. I don't need a gift. I don't need cards. I don't need Santa to bring me anything. I'm pretty much good with just, don't bug me today. So it's kind of, it's kind of what, how I am. I guess I'm getting old and ornery, I guess. But as I get older, I'm really much about just leave me alone today. And that's about it. So I like my birthday to just be my day, that I can do whatever I want. I get that. I'm pretty happy. Uh, I'm often pulled in many directions by many people, both family, friends, professional, uh, political. I'm often pulled. And it's very rare I can go a day without being pulled in at least four directions. So if I can get a birthday where I do what I want, life is good. So that's what I want, what I want for, uh, for uh, my birthday, Lou. That's what I want. So yes. Um, David, yes, thank you. I am still working. The ball game is not over. So yes. Um, Susan also asked, no, you breathe. Yes. Susan, of course, Susan. I haven't seen you in forever. We should, we should get together again. We should. So Laura says, I've ever seen my organs just being taken once you die because mostly they don't belong to you anymore. Um, uh, that's not 100% true. Uh, what, what's happened is, I think, did New York State do this already? I, either there's either a bill to do this or they've done this already to where they've made organ doning, uh, donating, organ donating, sorry, organ donating uh, the norm. So you have to now check to say you don't want to donate your organs. If you don't check to say you don't want to donate your organs, it is assumed you will. It is the old silence is consent, right? That's, that's the law. I am against that. I think that's a terrible idea. Your organs are yours. I hope you donate them. I will donate mine. I would like you to donate yours, but I have no right to force you to donate anything that's yours. I can tell you you should, and I hope you follow my lead, but I have no right to take your organs for any reason whatsoever. So there is, a, I, I, think, I think it's a bill, I don't think it's been passed yet, I'm not sure to tell you the truth. Someone, someone I'm sure will correct me, um, that organ donating now, in, in the past as it was, you would have to click on your license and say, yes, I agree to being an organ donor, which I'm totally fine with that. If you voluntarily donate your organs, please do that, that's amazing, but it's, it's your choice. Um, and they changed it to, you have to say, I am not a, an organ donor. And the problem with that is that then assumes that you give your organs up once you die, which that doesn't seem right to me. They're still mine, I guess, even though I'm dead, I guess, but I, I get the point. Um, no, you, you should be able to say you want to donate them or not. Um, let me keep going. Thank you, Missy. Happy birthday. Thank you for all you do. Yes, I'm trying to chillax. Yes. Um, just pickle yourself in gin like me and nobody will buy. Very good. Yes, I could do that, but I, 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 I'd rather not. So, yes. Um, Susan, I'm sorry. So you're taking care of a parent again? You are such a caretaker. You need to take care of yourself. I'm sorry, guys. This is kind of off topic. I'm like talking to Susan now. But so I've known Susan for many years. She is such a caretaker. She has taken care of many people in her life. Um, Susan, please make sure you're taking care of yourself. That's more important. And so you don't know this, there's a thing, right, where caretakers actually get sick and get ill because they spend so much time taking care of others that they don't take care of themselves. I'm not saying you're not taking care of yourself, Susan. I haven't seen you in years, so you might be doing a wonderful job. But I'm just saying, please, because I care about you and someone like you is very important that you please do make sure you are taking care of yourself. It is very common for people who are caretakers to get sick themselves because they're ignoring themselves and instead helping others. Please keep helping others, Susan, you're amazing, but yourself too, please. So thank you. All right. Um, I am, uh, yes, um, 
let me make sure I can keep going here. Um, why would Cuomo go see the Women's World Cup team but fail to go to full 111? Ah, yes. Wish you won, Larry. Thank you. Yeah, by the way, World Cup, um, Women's World Cup. I actually watched it. Um, I'm not a massive soccer fan, and our men's team is just embarrassing. But our women's team, man, they kick ass. They are amazing. I watched the game. Like, I was, it was amazing. The, uh, I, watched all, I, I watched the first game when I was in London when they, when they played Thailand. I was watching. The, if, for those of you who, who don't watch women's uh, soccer, it's fine. But if you want to watch good soccer, if you want to watch talented people play, the women's soccer team, U.S., is amazing. Like, I, I literally DVR'd the game. And I'm not a big soccer fan. But that soccer, I will watch all day long, right? I will watch all day long. Um, so, yes, great stuff. I would absolutely go see it. I, I love it. It's great. Um, yeah. All right. Um, there we go. Susan taking care of herself. Awesome. Good. Um, let me keep going. When you were in the Marines, did you go to basic in, um, in the summer? And if so, I'm doing the Army and leaving in August. Do you have any training advice? Yes. Let me give you a couple things about basic training. I absolutely did go to Paris Island, South Carolina um, in the 80s in the summer right after high school. Yes, I did. I was 17 when I joined up. Um, I, I went right away in the summer, and it was brutal, um, but still good. I'll give you several things of advice. Number one, get into as best shape as you can before you go. You don't want to make boot camp the way you get into shape. I was thin when I went to Marine Corps boot camp already. I was in perfect shape, but I was thinner. I was not heavy at all. I was thin. And when I got in Marine Corps boot camp, believe it or not, I'm 5'11". When I got out, I weighed about 140 pounds. That's how thin I got. Right now, I weigh about 190. I am 50 pounds heavier than I was when I got to boot camp. I was a rail. I was so thin. I lost so much weight in boot camp. But you should still, to the best of your ability, get in good shape now. That's number one. Number two, go out of your way to drink lots and lots and lots of water. And I mean drink lots and lots and lots of water to the point where you don't want to drink anymore. Drink lots of water. So that's physical. There's a mental piece. James, if you think of one thing during your time in any stressful situation, but particularly when you know it's going to end, right? I know it's two months. I know it's six weeks. I know it's a year, whatever that thing is. Number one thing, remember, it's temporary. Whatever pain, whatever problem, whatever issue that they put you through that gives you stress, remember, it's temporary. It will be over. Whatever they do to you, whatever that is, whatever stress they put you under, four months from, from that time, you'll be looking back going, I'm glad I went through it. It's over. There's the most important thing to remember. It feels when it's happening like it's the end of the world. It feels when it's, ha like when it's happening like this will never end. It will. And remember, you're joining the army, right? So literally, there's like a million people who've gone through this already just in the last couple of years, right? They've all survived. James, you can survive. Remember, it's temporary. I go through a lot of crap in my life, and many of you do too. And as I go through, what keeps me and what sustains me is it's temporary. It will go away. The pain will go away. It's all good. Hope that was helpful. So thank you. Happy birthday again. I appreciate it. Yes. And yes, I was no Hollywood Marine. That's right. If you went to the Marine Corps over there, Hollywood Marine. All right. Um, Dion says, what about the beard? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping... I'm, I'm keeping the beard for now. Maybe I should get rid of it. I don't know. Just give me some gray. I look younger without it, so maybe I'll get rid of it. I, I don't know. Um, it's just laziness to keep it, to be forward with you. It's a pain to constantly shave. 
So it's more leads than anything else. So Dion, I appreciate the question, but really it's just, it's just for that. Yes, it's just, it's just for that. So yeah, so thank you anyway. So Missy, oh my God, menstruation is temporary. This is applicable to so many things in life. To remember that, yes. Missy, let me give you a theory that I live on in general. And that is everything is temporary. I read a book many years ago, uh, and I think it was the 90s maybe, and it was a book by a gentleman called Miyamoto Musashi. He was the greatest swords fighter um, in Japan, Japanese history. In fact, his picture is right here, right? That, that's Miyamoto Musashi right there, and many of his quotes from his book, The Book of Five Rings. It's a book about sword fighting and Bushido, which is, Bushi is the warrior, right? Or the knight or the warrior, and Do is the way. So Bushido is the way of the warrior, the way of the knight. And that's what it's about. And one of the things he talks about is that everything is ephemeral, right? And you become the most powerful when you understand that you're already dead. You're already dead. The war's already over. Now what's left? And when you have that style of thought, which is what I have often, I often feel that way, right? I realize two things. Number one, everything's temporary. Joy is temporary. Pain is temporary. So when I have a joyous event, I embrace it because it's going to go away. When I have a painful event, I push through it because it's going to go away. Everything is temporary. That's how it works. Right? When I get that, I'm already gone. War's already over. I'm already dead. And it sounds cruel. It sounds harsh. But when you really take that into your world, and you have two things. That was the first. The second one is only two things matter. That's the second piece of that. One is how people think of me, my legacy, right? What's on my tombstone? What do I leave behind? That's number one. And the second thing is this moment right now. This moment right now matters. And my legacy. Everything else is ephemeral. It goes away. has no real value. It goes away. Which is why many people tease me all the time and they say, Larry, you know, when I talk to you, when I sit with you, I feel like you're all in, like you're talking to me. It's because I am. I honestly believe that when I'm in front of you, it's me and you. It's me and you. Everything else goes away. Me and you, because that's what matters. Right now matters and my legacy. And if I take right now more seriously, like right now I'm doing this, right now, I take this seriously, right now. If I do right now better, my legacy by default will be better. If I connect to more people one-on-one -on -one right now, my legacy by default will be better. So I fix my legacy by focusing on right now because everything is temporary. Everything goes away. If you see me when I'm happy, I'm openly happy. I don't have a problem showing my emotions. Many of you have seen me show my emotions all the time. Why? Because I have joy now. I want to enjoy my joy, I want to get it, I want to like it, I want to be here, because guess what? It's going away. Um, a guy once told me, I don't remember where I got this from, he said, Larry, life is basically two situations. Uh, a tugboat full of shit coming at you, or a tugboat full of shit going away from you. Right, that's what it is, right? So it's either coming at you or going away. Either I just got out of it, or it's, you know, or it's coming at me now, I'm gonna get it, either one. Which is fine, I get that. Life is full of both joy and pain. The pain is temporary, and so is the joy. All that matters is right now and my legacy.
So, Missy, I hope that was helpful in how I think and where my head is. And you'll see many things I do. And when you guys talk to me, it's kind of how I think. It's where my head is. So, good. All right, so I'm keeping the beard. Perfect. All right, good. Yes. Um, did Okinawan Japanese culture affect who you are a lot today? It did not. Not really. Um, it really didn't. No, I was there for a bit. No, that's not true. Hold on. No, Laura, you know what? It did. It did. In, one, in, a, in a very odd way. Being overseas for so long, I was in the Philippines, Japan, China, Korea, overseas a bit, and across the country many times as a, as a Marine. The one thing I, I did is I actually gained more of a respect and understanding of what it is to be American by not being in America, right? When you're in America, you take it, you take it all for granted. But when you're not in America, all of a sudden then it's like, oh, yeah. I remember one specific thing. Um, I was in a class teaching English, by the way. I was an English teacher in Japan for a while, too. So I'm teaching English, and, and something happened where someone was burning our flag someplace, wherever it was. I forgot what it was. And one of the students, his adult students, said, you know, Larry, why do you Americans get so, why do you Americans get so mad when people burn your flag? He's like, we don't care if Japanese, you burn our flag. We don't care. You burn our flag all day. We don't say a thing. I said, that's why they don't burn your flag, because nobody in Japan cares if you burn your flag. Right? That's why no one, you don't see people burn the Japanese flag, because Japanese go, whatevs, they don't care. But the question was, why do we care versus why the Japanese don't care? And I explained it to him, and this was enlightening for me then, and it still is for me today. The Japanese are much more of a homogenous society, meaning they go to the exact same schools, they read the same books, they're mostly the same religion, they're mostly the same culture, they, they mostly watch the same TV shows, they all speak the same language, they've been in the same island for literally thousands of years, their culture is you know, at least 2,000 years old, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they are bound by many things besides some flag. If their flag went away, they're still bound. If their symbols went away, they're still bound by many other aspects of their life and their culture. Not Americans. Americans, we don't have the same religion or same background or same books or same schools or same anything. Symbols are what keep us together. Symbols and concepts and ideas and might I even say principles are what actually keep us together and bind us. Without those, we're not bound at all. The Japanese don't require those things. They are bound by multiple things. Many nations have that same concept of binding. We don't have that. Our symbols are critical for us. So when you attack our symbols, yeah, we get angry because that's what it is. And for many of us, that binds us as Americans. It's very important for many of us. That's, what, that's why we get so mad about our flag. And to be fought with us, it, most people don't get us either. It's one of the reasons why we, we rally behind our president so much. Many countries have a separate head of state and separate head of government. Right? In the case of Japan, the head of, the head of state is their emperor, but the head of government is their prime minister. Same in Britain, the UK, right? The head of state is the queen, and the head of government is the prime minister. So when things go tough, what do people usually do? They rush to the head of state. Queen, say something. Emperor, say something to motivate us. And they punish their head of government. Their, their government falls, they get mad, they reelect their, their, their prime minister. Ours are the same. Our president is the same, both head of state and head of government. You ever notice other, other countries, when they have a crisis, they're scared 
because they know their government might fall. The prime minister might get blamed, not us. Americans, we love crisis because when crisis comes, we rally behind our head of state and our head of government, that's our president. So 9-11 happens, we don't blame Bush. We say, Bush, save us. That's what we do. It's human nature. It's what Americans do. But on top of that, since we, don't, we aren't bound by so many things, we're also bound by the symbol that the president is. Think about the office of the president. You don't find other countries saying that. They go, prime minister, he's a jerk or he's not a jerk. They don't think the office is important, but they think the office of their royalty is. Of their royalty is. And the fact that we don't have a head of state makes our president more royal than prime ministers by default. It's an American institution. It's, it's very American. So I guess I was affected a bit by that question, by, that, uh, by being overseas. Laura, thank you for that, that question. I hope that was clear uh, on what I was thinking. All right. Um, yes, Missy, good. Uh, I love the sticky note. Please do that. Awesome. All right. Um, I'm going to keep going here. Well, lots of thank you. Um, I'm amazed how you remember so many people. Yes, uh, yes, Brandon, yes. I remember a lot of people. That's one of, the, one of the things I have. And the reason why I remember, this is exactly what I talked about earlier, Brandon. I do remember a lot of people. I don't always remember the name, not always. But I remember their stories. I remember who they were. Why? Because, Brandon, when I was talking to you, I was talking to you. That's why I remembered your brace. So I remembered your teacher. I remembered all those things. Yes, because when you and I were talking, I was actually talking to you. I was just going, yeah, yeah, I wasn't doing that. That's one thing I don't do. I talk to you or I don't. And when I talk to you, I hear you. So of course, Brandon, I remembered who you were. I remembered your, your arm brace. I remember you were a teacher. Of course I did. I remember, I remember many things because I'm actually talking to you. So yes. Um, uh, yes, Rod, write stuff down. See, you got it. You got to support the Sharpway show. You will get many cool nuggets like this. As I said, I will take on any, and I mean any topic. I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to keep going. It's all good. All right. Um, yes, we rise again. Yes, so true. I love that. Thank you. Um, yes, people remember me, I think, also the same reason, right? They remember me because I remember them. They get the connection. So I do appreciate that. All right, guys, I didn't want this to be that long. It is my birthday. I just wanted to show you what I was trying to achieve. I want this to be something that is interactive, something that is powerful, something that you will remember, something that you'll want to get behind, and you'll see it's different. It's not the same. When I have guests, we'll have deep conversations. When we have problems and issues, we'll deal with those things completely realistic. And off the cuff, you'll always get the real me. I, I hope that's what you guys want. Please support the show. Click like on the, uh, on the Facebook page. Like the Twitter account. Please support the show. We have a Patreon account that I'll put up there too. If you want to join my Patreon account and support us, you do this. We'll rock and roll. Guys, thank you so much for the time. And uh, thank you for the happy birthdays. We'll be talking very soon.